Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Okay, well, praise God, everybody. Um, thanks for joining me today. Uh, this is a great week. We're going to be getting into... Uh, you know, I have a lot of a lot of favorite topics. You know, I say so many things are my favorite topics, and that's because I love so many different things. But, um, but today um, we're going to get into belief, and we're, for at least for the next several days, we're going to be talking about uh, the belief, the power of belief, uh, what it's designed for, um, and really how we can elevate our belief. What what are those things that actually stop us from? Uh, activating something that God gave us called belief. What is it that stops us from even uh, uh, you know saying that we're believing God, but not seeing the result of belief? I think that's one of the biggest issues that I find, uh, just even in my own walk, is you know how many times we see what the Word says. Uh, we we acknowledge the word as being true. We're not disagreeing with the word, uh, but yet we're not seeing the results. You know that uh, we, we we believe that uh, we're supposed to be seeing and the things that God says we should be seeing in our lives. And so uh, we we want to obviously expose some of those things that might be getting in the way, but we also want to actually just get into uh, just how how we can actually begin to process belief in a different way, so that we can tap into. Uh, the, the belief that God's already given us. The, the Word says that He's given to every man the measure of faith. And uh, that means that, that on the inside of us, inherently, God has given us properties that look just like Him. We are made in His likeness and in His image, and that means that we actually have the, the attributes of God Himself on the inside of us. Not so that we can say that we're God, but so that we can actually commune with Him on the level that that He actually wants. You know, just like with with uh, you know uh, fathers and sons or or mothers with with their with their children. Um, you know, a parent wants to commune with their child uh, on on a level of equality that allows them to actually have true fellowship, and they can talk about things that that they you know. Obviously, when you're a baby, you know you 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 can't really commune that much with your parents. But as time goes on, the goal is that we have a a common ground relationship of fellowship with our parents, and uh, so. Uh, belief, though, is one of those things that that are inherent to us. That God gave us the the inherent not just ability but the nature to believe, and it's not a skill set necessarily as it is a nature. And that's one thing I, I want us to always understand is that the things that God points out in the Word that that you know He encourages us to walk in. Those are not requirements. Those are simply uh, just basically revelations of our nature. So, and he doesn't do anything for his benefit. Love doesn't seek its own. And so he's not telling us to do anything for his benefit, uh, even though it blesses him, even though, you know, he, he, he enjoys us communing with him at a very high level. It's still for our benefit that we actually walk in the nature that God's given us. And, uh, and in this, you know, one of the, one of the greatest, I think, uh, verses uh, when it comes to belief is in Mark chapter 9. And uh, in Mark chapter 9, uh, let me get over there. This is where Jesus is. Uh, he, he basically casts a demon out of a boy who was who was basically you know, being being. 
basically uh, you know tormented by the spirit. The the his father had brought the boy to to the disciples and they couldn't cast him out. And um and in verse twenty three, Jesus makes this statement and, he, and he's talking to the father, and uh and here he says. Jesus says unto him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Now, what's interesting, you know, here, one of the things we need to understand is that, uh, you know, the, the the concept of belief, the word belief, we know we know people have believed God ever since Genesis chapter 1, uh, but the term belief uh, is found 43 times in the Old Testament and 237 times in the New Testament. And the Old Testament is basically you know, three times the size of the old, uh, uh, the, of the new Testament. The old Testament is, is three times bigger than the new Testament. And yet the, uh, the, the term belief is only found 43 times in it. In the new Testament it's 237 times. That tells me that with the advent of Jesus, when Jesus came into the earth, he actually created a doorway for the inherent nature of man's belief to come to a higher level. Belief is talked about so much more in the New Testament. The Holy Spirit had belief emphasized so much more in the New Testament. And that's because now it it's we, we can walk at a higher level because of what Jesus did. Jesus not only paid for our sins, Jesus not only you know, made the way to, for us to go to heaven. Jesus not only de- defeated the devil for us and did all these things, Jesus actually unlocked our DNA. He unlocked our true nature so that when we get born again, now we can operate in the very things we're designed to operate in. We're supposed to look just like Jesus. He's, you know, I, I say this a lot because uh, the, uh, the word says that, that Jesus was the word of God and that the word is a mirror to us. And that tells me that Jesus, he was on the earth, and he uh, for three and a half years he he ministered supernaturally by the Holy Spirit as a child of God. And when when we look at Jesus, he's not our standard to live up to; he's our reflection. He's actually when we look at what Jesus did, he's not uh, he's not doing what he did to show off. He's not doing what he did just to show what God can do. We already know what God can do. He didn't need to send Jesus. We have the Old Testament to show what God can. Do, but this is showing what man can do. Jesus was showing the, the the DNA of man. The Old Testament was showing the nature of God, and the New Testament is showing the nature of man, the way man was designed to be. And and we we uh, Jesus in John chapter seventeen, you know, he says uh, he's he's praying to the Father, and he says they are not of this world. Talking about us, his disciples, and those who would follow him, and he says they are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. And that is a powerful statement. And here, Jesus, who cannot lie, cannot exaggerate, uh, he only spoke truth, and he says, just as Jesus is not of this world, we are not of this world. Just as Jesus did not originate on this earth, but he came down and he he, he walked on this earth in, in human flesh, so that's the same way we're doing it. We're walking on this earth in human flesh, but we're made in the likeness and image of God. We were created in the secret place, the Bible says. It says that we were fearfully and wonderfully made in Psalm 139. And so... Here we are carrying the nature of God on the inside of us. And when when God begins to talk about belief, he's not talking about something he's requiring of us. He's talking about something that's in our nature. He's talking about something that is, is truly ours that looks just like him. And here, when Jesus says, if you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. And here he, he's, he's literally saying that there is a threshold b- between the things that that 
people want but are impossible to them, and then the, 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 there's a threshold where we can walk in those things that we think are currently impossible. The things that the mind discounts, the things that the mind says is impossible, the thing that our past culture has told us is impossible, the thing that our experiences or, or other people's experiences have said are impossible, that, those are the very things available through the doorway of belief. And and this is where what we have to understand is when, when God begins to say that, hey, I want you to believe something, he's saying, I want you to tap into the nature that's already on the inside of you. This is not foreign to us. This is our first nature. Whether or not we've ever operated in it before doesn't, doesn't mean it's not our first nature. You know, when babies are born, uh, babies don't talk and they don't, they don't walk, but they have that nature on the inside of them. And so there comes a time when they just begin to act to, to activate that that nature. They begin to activate something that they've never done before. But what they do is they they tap into something that even though they don't have an experience uh, to do it, they have the nature to do it. And this is what God is always crying to us. He's always saying, "Hey, I want you to operate in your nature and not your experience." He he, he gave us this model through children that children you know all these things that they learn as kids. You know, there was a time when I didn't know how to ride a bike. Then I learned how to ride a bike. I wasn't doing it based on my experience. I was doing it based on an understanding that I had the capacity to come to another level of 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 skill set, of lifestyle, of enjoyment, of whatever. And and we've done that with everything. The, the airplane, the automobile, the iPhone, you know, any any in in techn technologically advanced uh, advancement that we we've actually procured has come through an understanding that our experience should not limit our our life that we actually begin to 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 tap into something that is on the inside of us and belief is the thing that taps into that which we which our minds might say are, is currently impossible and so we should never view anything as impossible we should view everything as it hasn't been done yet but it is possible and it says those all things are possible to those who believe uh, when, you know, when when I, I just just to be honest, here, I I grew up. Uh, my stepdad he was he was a real pessimist, and I was just talking to Rachel the other day about uh, how I really can't stand pessimism. Honestly, it's one of those things that just really aggravates me. And, um, and, and, you know, I know I need to get over it, you know, whatever, but I'm just saying that, you know, we all have those little things that kind of push our buttons still maybe that we haven't learned how to walk in love toward. But, but pessimism is one of those things. And I told her, I said, and we were just walking and, and I just told her, yeah, pessimism is something that I just can't stand. It really, it, it, it really aggravates me. And I, and I told her, I think it's because my stepdad was so pessimistic, uh, that, you know, he was, nay, he was just a naysayer about everything. And it's like, no, you know, he, he, he would have this statement. It's like, uh, you know, uh, he, he would say, oh, well, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. Why would you say that about yourself? I mean, it's terrible. But this is this is a mentality that a lot of people hold, and and that 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 negative, pessimistic attitude begins to filter what people believe is possible for their life, and so they uh, they they just begin to to to. Um, they begin to segregate themselves from something God's made available simply because they've never experienced it yet, and so they don't think it's possible for them. And belief is the thing that breaks that cycle. Belief it says, it says all things are possible to those who believe. Belief is what settles truth in our life and settles it. Until we believe something, we're only in observation mode concerning that thing. So 
even though we may, you know, somebody else might be doing something, and we're not, we're not even necessarily arguing that it's been done or that it can be done. Most of the time, our belief draws the line at as to our relationship with that thing. So we might uh, concede. A uh, what you would call uh, an observational belief. We might concede and say, oh, I believe that can be done, but in our mind, we have qualifications that, that need to be met before it can be done, and so we disqualify ourselves from that thing. And so we'll look at something and, and we'll say, oh, well, yeah, I believe. I believe. I mean, when we're talking about the miracles of God, you know, we believe, oh, well, well, well I believe that, that God can raise the dead. I believe that God can heal the sick. I, I believe that God can do all these things. But what, what we don't really believe is that we have a role in that. And so we have an observational belief to where we haven't settled it as being truth in our life. We will say it, it, it can happen, but, but we believe there's qualifications. That, uh, that 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 need to be met for that to happen, and so we disqualify our role from that. And God does not want us to be disqualified from anything. He wants us to know that all things are possible to those that believe. This is um, I, I love belief so much. Uh, in um, here in in. Uh, in this text, in Mark chapter nine, the, 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 this this account of the uh, the man and his child is also found in Matthew, and and we'll probably turn over there because I want I want us to see something in that one as well. But um, but it says uh, you know the the father he he brings the child to to the disciples in verse eighteen, he says I spake to thy disciples, but they could not cast him out. And then uh, Jesus says, O faithless generation, how long will I be with you? How long will I suffer you? Bring him to me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him straightway, the spirit tore him, and fe- and he fell in the ground and wallowed foaming. And and then he asked the father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes it cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But, but he says, if you can, so the father's talking to Jesus, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And then Jesus responds by saying, if you can believe, all things are possible those that believe. Now, here's the first thing, though, is that that this this father, he, he, he obviously had a level of belief thinking his son could be delivered, or else he would never would have brought his son. And so he brings his son. The disciples, you know, can't can't cast the devil out for some reason. And so then he brings him to Jesus. And notice what he says. He goes, "If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us." And so he he is saying that the that the um, uh, I guess the linchpin of my son's deliverance is based on your care for us and your compassion on us and your ability to do this. And yet Jesus, he doesn't even entertain that thought. He says, no, he, he says, if you can believe, all things are possible to, the, to those who believe. He, he inst- instantly says, stop thinking it's about being um, you know, at the mercy of somebody else and realize that what's available to you is based on your belief. And I think this is a big thing because we, we, you know, we tend to, we live in a culture and a society that, that wants to kind of 
place the place the responsibility on other people, and we're saying, well, you know, if if only if only this would happen, or if only that would happen, if you know, once I, you know, if only I, I, you know, if only I didn't make these mistakes, or if only, uh, you know, uh, the government was different, or if only, you know, my education was different, if only I would have made different choices at different times, or blah blah blah, whatever. But we're blaming and we're putting responsibility on different things for where we are, and. Then we begin to look to different people to to give us a handout, you know, and um, and yet Jesus says, "Listen, he's going. This isn't about about my compassion. It's not about my ability. It's about your belief." And that's the first thing that we have to settle, because this this man he he was coming desperate with his son currently wallowing on the ground, having foam come out of his mouth, it was a desperate situation. And in that moment, it was looking very desperate. I mean, the, 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 this, this kid was just, you know, flopping all over the place, you know, as we used to call it doing the tuna, you know, where you're flopping all over. Anyway, we used to call it that, but, but, um, but, you know, here he's, there's a serious, uh, you know, spectacle going on right now. And it is, you know, it could be very distracting. It could be almost very embarrassing. It could be very, almost like a, a, a tense time of crisis for the people looking. But yet Jesus doesn't respond to any of that. He's not responding to the obvious need. He's not responding to the thing that is that looks like it needs obvious attention right now. He doesn't respond to any of that. He actually just starts to talk to the Father about his belief. You know, so many times we'll have these huge needs in our life or obvious things that we think needs attention right now. And so we go to God and we're like, hey, what about this right now? If you cared about me, you would take care of this. And God wants to talk about our belief. Because if, if, if we can't believe, then, then there, there, we, we have a blockage. If we can't believe, then we're not even opening up the door for God to move in our life. Because God moves through the, through, the, through the veil of belief. He moves through the doorway of belief of, in our heart. But if we can't do that... Now, what I love about this, and uh, I, I just love this because notice what, once again, Jesus is saying, no, let, let's not make this about the foaming mouth. Let's not make it about that. Honestly, uh, uh, the, 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 our problems in life are not as big as what we, what we make them out to be. They, they might be dire. They might be where something needs to change right away. You know, it might be life and death, but God looks at it as an easy thing. There's nothing too difficult for God. That means everything is easy. He just is looking for somebody to believe. He's looking for something to work with. And so my belief is what reaches out to God and speaks his language, and, and my belief is what uh, opens up the doorway for what the world says is impossible. But with the moment I believe, then suddenly everything that's impossible in the world is now possible for me. It's not just possible in general. It's not just possible for the church. It's not just possible for the body of Christ. It's, just not, it's, it's not just something God can do. It's possible for me. And, and, and belief is what settles the truth of that. Belief is a, a, a decision. It's a conclusion. Not Excuse me. It's not a conclusion. It's a choice. It's not a conclusion based on evidence. It's a choice based on, on, on humility of my heart. And this is what Jesus is trying to get this guy to, to, to understand. Notice what one thing that Jesus asked him. Um, he said, uh, you know, uh, in verse 21, now, once again, in verse 20, he brings the son. The son starts falling on the ground, doing the tuna, you know, wallowing and foaming and all this other stuff. And Jesus, he asks the father a question. He says, how long ago has, has did this come upon him? How long has this kid been doing this? The kid is having a serious issue, and Jesus is talking about the past. 
Do you understand? <laughs> Whatever Jesus is currently talking about, that's what we need to talk about. Okay, most of the time we come with an agenda to God, with an agenda in prayer, and yet God, we need to pay attention to what he wants to talk about. Because we can think that something has to be addressed and is so loud. I mean, this 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 demon messing with this kid, I'm sure, was very loud, very demonstrative, was making a giant scene, and that's the, that's what the devil always tries to do. He will always try to use a circumstance to get you off the point. Jesus is trying to get the, the, the father here, the, the, the father of this child, to stay on point. And he says, this is not about the foam. This is not about the, 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 the fit this child's having. This is not about... How 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 you know much he's writhing on the ground. This is not about the noises he's making. This is about something different. And so first he just focuses the, the father. He asks him a question: How long has it been? I want to ask you this: What is it? What is it that Jesus is asking us right now? When you are in prayer, and you bring something up, or or he wants to address something, what's the question that he's asking you right now? Because this is so paramount to the victory that you're looking for. You know, addressing the foam is not going to matter if 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 our attention doesn't get on Jesus. And here Jesus is not asking the—he's asking the Father something. It's so paramount. I, I remember praying about this one time, asking, why was this an important question? And here's what I heard. It was because Jesus wanted the, the, the Father to remember a time when this wasn't happening. Because there's things in our life that they, they can happen for so long that we end up thinking they've always been this way. And if we think it's always been this way, then we don't see a way out. We don't actually, we can't engage our imagination with a picture of freedom. And so the, the almost like the best thing our imagination can do is a better version of where we are instead of total freedom. And yet Jesus wanted to engage this man's memory past all this and get him to remember a time when this wasn't happening. And this engages his, his mind on a different level. Because your memory and your imagination are tied together. And so if he can get us to remember a time when this wasn't happening, because this wasn't always happening. And the, and the, the dad said, well, it was ever since he was a child. But you see, that engaged the, the man's mind, and he got to remember a time when he saw his child free. He got to remember a time when his child got to be a normal child without all of this. He got to remember a time when he got to see his child happy and there was no stress or worry in the situation. He got to remember a time when his mind was not consumed with the problem that his child was going through. It's so important that we use our mind and our imagination to begin to see a time of freedom from whatever it is that the, that, that has been plaguing us for so long. Because otherwise, we always just think, well, it's just going to always be this way, or it's going to be a better version of this. But God wants us totally free. Praise God. And so the first thing that, that we do is we have to allow Jesus to ask us the questions that are going to get our mind off of the focus of the problem and onto the focus of the solution of Jesus. Because this is something I say all the time, but the, the solution has a different DNA than the problem. And you're not going to find the solution staring at the problem all the time. Anyway, um, so so then he goes on and he says, if you can believe, all things are possible those that believe. Now, uh, I love this because I love, the, I love the Father's heart here. He says in verse 24, and straightway the father of the child cried out and said, With tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. This is the last point I can make on this today. We'll get into more of this tomorrow. But um, but I love this because I want you to see the, the, the heart of Jesus here. This father, he hears Jesus' words, 
And he and he finally realizes, he goes, okay, this is not about how much you, you love me. This is not about your ability to make this change. This is about my belief, my belief. He humbled himself to what Jesus was saying. He didn't become a victim to what Jesus was or wasn't doing. He simply realized, okay, if you're telling me it's about belief, I concede and I humble myself to the, the fact that it's about belief. And he goes, okay. He goes, I, I, I believe, but help my unbelief. And he's going, he's going, Jesus, I'm trying to believe. I mean, how many times have we been here where we think we're believing? And I'll get into this, like I said, uh, another day this week. But we're, we think we're believing. But here he's going, I, I, I'm trying to believe, but whatever it is you're asking of me right now, he goes, I, I just don't think I can do it. I don't think I've got it in me. And sometimes we just need to be real with Jesus. He already knows where we are. You know, the, the, the Father, Almighty God, in, in, you know, who, who created us, He knows exactly what we're thinking. He knows our limitation. He knows where we're at in our faith and where we're not. He doesn't need for us to be super spiritual. He needs for us to be real and humble. And so this guy comes and he says, listen, he goes, I'm trying to believe, but whatever it is you say I need right now, I don't perceive I have that. So help my unbelief. And, and I just love this, because then it says, When Jesus saw the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of the him and enter him no more. And the spirit cried, rent him sore, and, and came out of him, and he was one as dead, insomuch that many said he was dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Now, I love this, because Jesus hears the heart of the father, of, of, of the, 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 you know, the son's father here, and he says, Help my unbelief. And Jesus does not send him to Bible school about unbelief belief or anything else. He doesn't give him literature. He doesn't give him a five-point course on it. He just makes up the difference. He just makes up the difference. He looks to the child, and he casts the devil out, and he makes up the difference. Do you understand that our belief is designed, it's designed to be aided by Jesus? Our belief is in partnership with Jesus. It is not something that God intends for us to do by ourselves. It is in partnership with Jesus. This is why when Jesus came on the scene in the New Testament, the focus of belief escalated, you know, many times fold compared to the Old Testament because the design of belief is through relationship with Jesus. And if you if if you if you're just going through something and you just don't know, you know, first of all, understand that this is not about how much God loves you. He loves you. It's not about his power toward you. He's already taken care of all things, but it is about our belief and we have to concede to that. And then we have to say, "You know what? I think I am believing, but apparently something's missing here." And just cry out to Jesus and say, okay, help my unbelief. Teach me how to believe. Show me how to believe. But make up the difference for this and just let Jesus be Lord over it. Praise God. We're going to wrap it up right there for today. And I just encourage you. You know, just pray into this. We're going to get into belief the rest of the week. Uh, I love this subject. Uh, there's a lot of them that I do, but this is one of my favorites. And so I just want to encourage you, uh, just step out in your belief. Step out in what you think is possible versus impossible for you specifically, and let God and let the Lordship of Jesus make up the difference for our unbelief. Praise God. Father, we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. We give you glory for it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.